0: This is ranking of Cage Part Seven: The Boy in Blue. I'm Colton, joined by Kudrow, Quinn,
1: hey and
0: Josh. Glad to be here. So, uh, the Boy in Blue. Um, it's about. It's based on a true story um, about a famous rower. Uh, so, the movie opens with. Uh, the rower, Ned, played by Nicolas Cage, winning a rowing competition. Uh, Then that night after he wins the rowing competition, we see Ned is smuggling alcohol across the border from the U.S. to Canada in a rowboat. And the cops trying to let on him and the cops are onto him and the cops are chasing him. He escapes and then gets back to his house. Then the next morning, the cops show up at his door to arrest him. Now, to escape, his house is right along the shoreline, so he jumps into this body of water next to his house to escape, and then on the boat outside is who we find out his name is Bill, and Bill's sitting there like, oh, hey, come with me. So Ned jumps on the boat, and we find out Bill had observed Ned rowing before and saw his talent, and then we're led to believe uh, Bill actually is the one who led the cops to where Ned was to kind of flush him out and bring him in on the con. So... Basically, Bill's trying to convince Ned to go to the United States with him to um, essentially win rowing competitions so he can bet on them. So eventually they go to the U S to Philadelphia and uh, Bill's going to get this boat. And you see the deals falling through like Bill's mad. Cause he doesn't have the boat. And then luckily a child on the streets, like I know where you can get a boat. <laughs> so they follow this child on the street who leads them to a magical boat. That looks really nice. It's like a scene where you see this nice boat. And then you look and the boat has like a sliding mechanism. And then you meet the maker of the boat. And this is like a revolutionary design idea for the time of a sliding seat, whereas rowers before were like literally sliding on the wood instead of having a sliding seat. So um, they're going to use a sliding boat in the race and everybody kind of makes fun of the sliding boat and they're like, what is this weird contraption you loser? But uh, actually Ned ends up winning the qualifying race and then Ned ends up winning the the whole race there. And then he goes back to Canada and he Play comes well, back
2: well, one to Canada. I think you- Doesn't he finish
0: second in that qualifying race? Yeah. Oh oh, he qualifies though, right? And then he wins the 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 main event. He wins the main event. And then after that, he goes back to Canada hero. Go ahead, Quinn. That that was Act One. Quinn, you're muted?
3: Oh, sorry. One thing I want to point out of like the times, I guess, is like there's all these people that because of the way it is it's a big betting sport it appears to be right like horse racing so Mm -hmm. like there's all these interested parties within Mm -hmm. the sport and so before the final race they're at the bar and some guys try to give them a drink that like would make him sick or you know knock him out or something like that yeah some kind of poison right and they give it to a um, a reporter who ends up drinking it and you know. Who knows what happens to him? Mm-hmm. And then they're like trying to run away from these guys. And then the manager Bill says he is Ned. And then this thug like breaks his arm. So like, there's all these like f- shady right. forces that are always working behind the scenes to to make the race turn out a certain way. And that's mm-hmm. a really big like part of the movie. I would say is like, yeah, there's not only like the race, but then there's also like the the rowing mob let's call them, that's like trying to influence the (laughs) outcome of the race
0: like the lackeys for the other competitors are running around trying to fuck everybody else up
3: exactly Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah i just want to point that out
0: oh great point so that's the end of act one so then we go into act two when he gets back to canada um Knox, a rich, a rich guy in like the area who has a lot of influence, tries to steal Ned away from Bill and become Bill, become Ned's manager. Um, and also Knox sees or Ned sees Knox's niece and he has the hots for Knox's niece. And this is Margaret. So Ned eventually goes on a boat date with Margaret with a chaperone um, where they seem to get along kind of, but it's, it's a, you know, slightly awkward, like young love in a way is what it's kind of portrayed as. Uh, next, Ned is at a party that's at Knox's estate where he sees Andrew, a Harvard man, hitting on or flirting with Margaret. So Ned gets frustrated and then Ned tries to fight him because he has decided he's in love with Margaret. After this, Margaret tells him off and then he's really sad. So he goes and just gets trashed. And he has a race the next day. So the next day at the race, he's very sick and hung over. And then like near the end of the race, he just kind of gives up. And then you see all the other racers, like kind of looking at him. And then when they realize that they're going to win, they just, they like fail out of the race, like horribly in like unbelievable ways. They're not convincing at all. So basically what you find out is the race was a setup. Like Ned was going to mm-hmm. win. All the other races were going to lose no matter what. Um, so after this, uh, this this uh, kind of he was supposed to win the race and basically he like just gave up and refused to. So Knox basically has sway over the police and so Ned gets put in jail for his previous crimes of like smuggling, whereas Knox was kind of not letting him get arrested before and Knox wanted him to sign that contract still. so, When he's in jail, Bill comes to talk to him and says, hey, you need to sign this contract. You don't have a choice. Knox isn't going to let you get away with not doing it. So then Ned agrees he's going to go sign the contract. And we see that uh, Margaret, who this is kind of like a foreshadowing that she may like Ned a little bit. She comes in to say, oh, Ned, maybe you should have somebody look over that contract. Because Ned's kind of like, Uh, it seems like he's portrayed as like lower class and less educated, maybe. Um, so she kind of implies he should have somebody look over the contract. And I think this is kind of implying to us that she has a concern about him.
2: Well, Um, I still wonder though, is that really like her liking him warming up to him? Or a disdain for her uncle? (laughs) Well, not even that, but like, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, I admit, when I yeah. say this, but, uh-huh. like, you know, she specifically says, like, you know, my uncle told me to be
0: sweet with you or whatever. Sure, and but so, her, like, I feel her like uncle, that... that's fair, but her uncle absolutely did not want her to do that. So it's almost like either she's rebelling against her uncle or she actually has an interest in Ned not getting screwed over.
3: Uh, I, to me, it's very confusing because of the way the kind of the scenes play out where, like, she's, like, totally against him. Like, she, like, kicks right. him out and is like, I never right. want to talk to you ever again. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, don't sign this contract. Hint, hint. Like, you should have someone look at it. And I'm like.
0: What? Yeah, this this could be a flaw in the portrayal of women uh, of the. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think that might be their idea. I think that might be. They might be like, oh, they might be saying. They might be trying to tell you women are overreacting is kind of what they're um, suggesting. Um, yeah, I think that
1: you could probably say that all these Nicolas Cage movies we've watched, they probably all have the characteristic of having a flawed view <laughs> about women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, Ned eventually signs his contract with Knox, and following this, we see Ned in training and kind of... He's, he's got these weird training apparatuses. He trains in the barn with the horses. And every time he sees Margaret, you can see him kind of daydreaming about Margaret and being jealous of anything she's doing with Andrew. Um, Eventually you see that Ned gifts a dog to Margaret. You can tell the dogs from Ned because it's got a blue ribbon on it. Everything with Ned, everything with Ned is associated with blue in this movie, the boy Mm -hmm. in blue. So anytime you see blue, you know, that's Ned. Um, have yeah, the title
2: drop with that reporter, the boy blue.
0: <laughs> After that, we find out that uh, Margaret is engaged to Andrew to be married. Uh, Andrew is our Harvard man from earlier. Uh, next, we see uh, Ned in the race for the North American Championship, which it just kind of abruptly comes to. I didn't even realize at first that's what race we were in. Um, and then he sees Bill at this race and learns that Bill is actually engaged to his old girlfriend. Um, but anyways, we get to the race during the race. Ned gets angry about basically everything and the other rower, and then he just crashes into the other co- competitor. Um, and for this, he knocks the other competitor out. The race is like, I don't know what they call it at that point, but he, that's, he can't do that in rowing. So the United States rolling council bans him for life from rowing competitions in, a, in the United States for this. So that, that's kind of the end of act two there. The the downfall. That, that <laughs> Go ahead, seemed Quinn.
3: very like outrageous to me that one time you, you ram into someone that you're just banned for life. That just seemed outrageous to me.
0: Also, there's only two <laughs> rowers in every race. Right. <laughs>
3: um, But back to the race. Yeah. Uh, Ned, he's got like an ego to him. So like when yeah. It comes, I mean, obviously, depends how how he's feeling. He mm-hmm. was feeling down because Margaret rejected him, mm-hmm. and then uh, Bill and dolls, I think her name is, show up, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the Colonel, um, who I I only knew him by the Colonel. I didn't realize
0: no, was, was that him. Knox. Yeah. yeah, the the rich guy. I
3: think had asked Bill and Dalsey to show up to kind mm-hmm. of raise his spirits so he right. could yep. race better. And then he also had paid um, Bill to mess with the other competitor's boat, and so um, we that, saw that
0: that was the that was the next one, right? Bill messed with the competitor's boat at the next championship.
3: That was both of them. I thought trick. No, you're Australian right. Yeah, dude? yeah, you're right. There was a sab- yeah. Yes, yes. Right, yeah.
0: right. This is this race, the North American Championship, The one in Boston, yeah. Yeah, so Bill he had shows sabotaged up. the boat.
3: He sabotaged it, and then um, somehow, like, he's about to fight the Australian dude after they come out of the bar, and then Bill shows up, and then Ned gets pissed off that he, because he, you know, finds out that uh, Bill sabotaged the boat, and he's like, mm-hmm why would you do this? And Bill's like, well, like it's just how it is. And I think that goes back to kind of the theme of the, the boat mob or the rowing mm-hmm. mob of like, they do what they, they have to do to win money mm-hmm. and Bill just understands that reality. And right. so he just like, he just tries to, uh, profit off of it like he doesn't really have any moral
0: yeah bill's a guy out there trying to make money he's like i gotta make money and live a life
3: (laughs) right and ned's like i want to win fair and square and so then the next morning before the race he like makes a makes it known that the screw was loose that bill had unloosened Mm -hmm. which it didn't really matter because ned ends up ramming him anyway so it was like well
0: right yeah you know (laughs)
3: Uh, yeah. but yeah and I'm pretty sure that's because the Australian dude was his name tr- Truguet or tr- I, don't,
0: I don't know what I don't his know, name was but like yeah that. he's got a sleek a, uniform though with right. he was just it. chirping <laughs> him the whole
3: time and it just pissed Ned that's, off so Ned's that's like I'm the, just gonna ram you
0: that's the sleekest late 1800s uniform I've ever seen Right. Um,
3: <laughs> so yeah just another instance of the, the rowing mob interfering right. with the race to, right? To get, get what they want Um, but
0: yeah, so that's kind of the downfall then act two, then act three, um, Ned comes back to Canada. He's now like back in his old clothes. He's not wearing the fancy clothes anymore to his hometown and they have a gathering outside for him when he arrives and they're kind of like, you're still our champion, Ned. The people in his town are still behind him is what we're led to believe, um, Following this, he goes to see the guy who made that sliding boat for him. And he says, hey, I want to go to England and compete in the world championships. Can you help me? The guy agrees to it. Next, we get a nice long training or rowing training montage. Um, Then after the training, they go back to Knox to talk about getting help going into the world championships. Um, The guy actually bets his patent with the other guy in a side bet that... um, uh, Ned will win the race. Um, then we hear that Margaret's wedding is coming up. Um, and when Ned sees uh, at Knox's estate, when they're there, he sees uh, Margaret getting into a carriage and going away in like classic Nicolas Cage freak out fashion, chases down the carriage, jumps on the side of it, and pleads with Margaret to not marry Andrew. He's he's uh, he has a word I can't remember what he calls him, but he's like. I love you. He's just a uh, some 1800s term that I don't remember. Um, and then he falls off the carriage, and then Margaret stops to see if he's okay, and then you know basically just leaves him. He goes back to his house, but then uh, that night Margaret sneaks into his house to warn him that something is afoot with whatever's going on with the world championships. Something's not right there. He heard she heard her uncle talking about it. So then after that, they they have sex, and then they're like, you know, it's like, okay, well, the next day, then they go to get married. But before that, in the morning, Knox shows up at Nicholas Cage's house and wants to pay him $10,000 to just throw the race. Um, Ned says no. Well, but then he's nervous because she's there, and he's like, okay, fine, I'll do it, whatever. Then after they go, they go get married. Then they send the ten thousand dollars back and reject that he's going to w- lose the race because he, you know, he's all about winning the right way and such. He's not just going to throw a race. Um, and
3: and uh, his uh, Margaret like essentially has blackmail on the Colonel. Right. I was like, yeah. Oh, I knew what you're <laughs> it was to, like, let me marry this guy. Essentially.
0: Right. Right. So. So now Ned and Margaret are married and they're going to this race of the world championships. So they go to the race of the world championships. Um, and when they walk into the boat room, Bill's in there, and like obviously he fucking sabotaged the boat. That's just what you do with these things, I guess. Anyways, he goes into the race and they're rowing and he's he's kicking the shit out of oh, it's the same in the world championship race, it's the same guy from earlier, his rival from the, the North American championships that he ran into. But sure enough, as he's winning the race, he looks at his oar on one side, and the bolt's coming loose. And he tries to screw it back on, and then he goes further. He's winning again, and then he notices it's coming off again, and it it comes off. And then he goes to try and kind of put it back together, and he's, like, trying so hard that he's ripping up his hand. And then Bill sees this, has a change of heart, jumps in the water with the wrench tool necessary to fix it, swims over to Ned, Fixes the thing for his aura to work properly, and after all this time, Ned still goes out. Then after this, and wins the race in like last second fashion, beats the guy, and um, Knox or, um Ned is the winner. And then the night after the race, uh, Knox's men are beating the shit out of Bill, probably for fucking up and fixing the boat. And then uh, Ned comes to help him. They're both standing next to each other, and they're about to fight the guys. And in their fighting stance, it pauses. That's the end of the movie. And then it goes on to say that, uh, does anybody have the stats of Ned after this race? Because it's based on a true story, it tells you the stats of Ned's achievements after this race.
2: I mean, basically, um, what was it? You won, like, five world champions straight. Yeah. And he only lost like six out of three hundred
0: races. Right, he he went on to dominate, but yeah, I, yeah. So that's the boy in blue. Uh, surprisingly, punches way above its weight class. I feel, but um, yeah. What did you guys think?
3: Um, I didn't think Nicolas Cage fit the role.
0: <laughs> I I think this might be the worst nicolas cage acting that we've seen in the 80s it didn't
1: feel like a nicolas cage movie to no,
2: me no it's it the just it's the wrong nicolas time cage period thing. yeah i
0: don't
2: know i mean there were yeah. definitely some nicolas cage moments i mean overacting anger out of oh, out of jealousy oh, or sure, sure. i mean that's vintage cage at this point no i yeah. think
3: like i think you got nicolas cage but being in the 1880s like the, t- like the way the time it was set and like the language that mm-hmm. was being used and like the overall, like, I don't know, setting and like yeah. environment. it he just felt kind
0: of out of place. <laughs> yeah, it did not <laughs> yeah.
3: fit Nicholas Cage. Like he was his acting style and like the right. way he carries himself did not yeah, fit like what you think would be in that. time. Right.
0: It's hard to believe that there's somebody in the 1880s acting like that in a way. Right. But like what? Uh, So I feel like, I guess, kind of on a a note similar is Nicolas Cage's character in all the 80s movies we've watched so far has very much been an angsty teenager full of passion and rage. Just like this is like his character that we see in all these movies. And he's kind of like he doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's just like, like that seems to be this character. That's That's kind of his, that's kind of his arc. Well in oh, wow. the 80s specifically like that's what I'm seeing some of his later stuff I don't i mean we'll get to it but like in the 80s I feel like the movies we've seen nicholas Cajun he kind of has been playing a very similar character in a lot of these movies like this very angry passionate
2: I don't know it's like I almost wonder like I almost feel like this isn't that different but that's but maybe that's just because like if i'm thinking about his whole arc with mm-hmm. what's her face it's what's like face?
0: Yep. Yeah, he's like
2: margaret yeah it's like you know sleeping with one girl then he like sees margaret and he's like Oh my God, I love this woman, and then he's yeah. doggedly chasing after her the entire movie. And when she turns him down, like before the one race, he's sitting here drinking himself into yeah. stupid. It's, that's kind of before his other all the characters, most like right? Things in his life, and then he's like spent <laughs> again, spending this entire time, yeah, doggedly chasing after and getting upset that he can't win her heart. It's like, it's like, dude, this is like, like, this is so cliche, Cage. I don't even. I, I I don't have a comparison. It's just well, shit. I,
0: I think the more out of place thing is the character he's playing in the 1880s. Like, I think that's what the thing is. It's like, it's really weird that, that he seems out of place as that character in that time period.
1: I, well, he just, the character itself just seemed dull. To yeah. You. Like there was nothing going on with that guy. It's like he wanted to be the best at rowing. What? To just be the best at exercising, I guess. It's
0: kind of like a Goku, if you think about it.
1: Uh, how like how
0: he's well, he wants to because he he fixes he fixes the guy's boat. He's like, I want to fight you for real at your maximum. He's got like a he, so he's, let me...
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's fighting against and the
1: trick The guy's name was Trickett, Trick Wait, right? that was the and name
0: Trick It. Trickett? We couldn't think of it earlier. Yeah, I,
1: I watched it with the subtitles. It's Trick It. It just teaches. Don't trust anybody who has the name Trick in their name. But also, I love that moment when Trickett like comes out of the barn and he looks fully like out of completely out of sync. He's wearing like an orange and black,
0: like, yeah, his, jumpsuit.
1: His uniform,
0: dude. Yeah. I, I, Trickett's yeah, the, uniform was sick. That was the sickest 1880s uniform ever to exist. It was.
1: Was a like 1980s no. uniform. It belonged in a Jibo video. Okay? It was not. It did not happen in the. American I was. I was, was
0: very so very much questioning his uniform. I'm like, this seems a little crazy for the time period, but also I'm like, sick.
3: Yeah. Um. Orange and black classic combo. I I just think when you compare him to like the other like characters within his like population class, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: every time he talks. Like, it just didn't, I don't know, I don't know what it was. It just didn't fit. It was like, even when he was like talking to Dulcie, it was like, it. I don't know. It it didn't seem like they're on, you know, even, even levels. Like, I don't know. It was like, it just doesn't seem like Nicolas Cage was the, was the actor that they needed for the role.
0: It's almost like he was playing a character of Nicolas Cage a hundred years later. Like he was just playing a guy who lived in the 1980s, but was in the 1880s. Right.
2: (laughs) I feel like the thing that was most out of place for me is just like, you know, Nicolas Cage being an American actor and he's not even trying to sound Canadian.
3: Right. But they're British Canadian, right? They weren't French Canadian. Cause that was before the French took over. Right. Or is that still French? I don't know. The,
0: I don't. You have to tell me. Because they I'm had British, because
3: sure. fla- they had British flags when they came back. Yeah. From oh, British
2: Wait, I thought oh, the no, British flags were like were when in- they came back that was because the world championship were were in England. was.
3: In yeah. No, no, no. When they came back from Boston, they were. Oh, they're British, British flags, flags. there. So, oh. Yeah.
0: I yeah. I guess yeah. I can't argue with you about 1800s accents. So I'll I'll. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know anything about
1: like what the like, what Canadian english accents were like at that time but it i'd be willing that that it was not like yeah AIDS. i mean it was just nicholas cage
2: sounding like nicholas cage so it's like i, I don't know yeah I, I kind of agree with you it's so like maybe i don't fully know if, the accent but i know it if, doesn't sound like this
0: if i look past if once i once i'm not thinking about the time period stuff the nicholas cage being in this time period the accents i kind of feel like the rest of the movie was actually all right like i was fine watching this movie to be honest with you um well, it's a movie in which things actually do connect, which is rare
1: to get these days. <laughs> the There's Like a million things happening on the screen now, but like it does tell a pretty, uh, it does tell a story right. that has turns, mm-hmm. and it and it it follows up with it follows up with some of the things it sets up in the beginning. But I still think it was pretty boring and long. Yeah,
0: for me. I I think I think the concept of the whole thing is kind of boring. Like just the the whole. There's not a lot. I feel like it, it is better than the storyline. Um, yeah. But
3: I thought it was good in theory. I think I, I did get a little boring, mm-hmm. or I did get a little bored, I should say. Um, but I, I think it was a good concept, like, you know, a true story, like showing the story. I think that was, you know, a good idea. I think Nicolas Cage wasn't the correct choice for the lead. And I do think some of the music was weird 1860s music in the 1880s movie yeah Um, the
0: the music was there's like some
3: techno move that was my favorite my favorite
0: music (laughs) in the movie was the music in the last race where they like so they have like this like piano kind of theme thing going on but then in the last race it becomes like a a techno version of that like a like an electronic version of it and i actually was like okay this is sick i was totally in on that last race (laughs) Where they're like, oh, what if we made this electronic? Like, I'm like, sick.
3: Oh, my God. It was so weird. It went to techno. And then when they were, like, neck and neck at the end, I felt like I was watching, like, Air bud. I thought I was watching Air Bud. It sounded like fucking Air Bud. <laughs> yeah. Like he was like shooting the last shot and like right. you know, it, name or something like that. It was, I would
0: agree. The, the music really can drag this movie down. I would agree it's bad. Except for to me, the actual that electronic-y stuff was actually the best music <laughs> in the
1: movie. <laughs> um yeah, we made air bud look like airplane. Right. I don't even know what that <laughs> um, It was yeah, it was a Oh, also there's, some, there's there are a lot of little moments which are weird that are like partly I thought like there was a lot of corny yeah. moments too but like what? and I get it like I don't know I, I couldn't help but laugh when in the beginning he's having sex with Dulcie they don't I don't know what What a doing.
0: terrible like oh my <laughs> god it's the worst acted sex scene that I have ever seen I,
1: it's like I get they're trying to like be modest and not show anything, and then 96. and then
0: it like the way it like drags on too. It's like
1: okay, you guys got to stop doing yeah. this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't believe they were having sex. I fully thought that she was just like I don't
2: even know what she. Right, had. her right. legs were flopping around behind <laughs> her. It's like,
3: yeah, it, 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 was, it was awkward. At, yeah. I like it was like a, I like when the police was like, "Should we let them finish?" Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that and then that was an interest. That was a funny, stupid like I a real cornball moment uh-huh. when it's like oh, okay, um, well, and then
0: what else? They got a little they had they got they got a dog at one point. Uh, I
1: yeah, mean, he gets they got
0: a cricket at one point when he's talking to him says I'll be pissing down your back, and I I didn't know <laughs> what the hell that meant. But yeah, I was that was like... weird. <laughs>
3: well, they said that a couple times actually. They said that in the, his first race. Yeah, about about him. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think they ripped off Rocky, with the, what year did Rocky rowing, come out? Uh, seventy something, I think. What?
0: Right? Rocky came out in the seventies? I don't think.
2: It, sure. I do think it was in the nineteen. I don't think it was.
3: Rocky, Rocky is a nineteen seventy six American drama film.
0: Holy shit! Wow. I thought Rocky was Rocky like eighties. That's what I thought. Um,
3: but when like the oh. rowing scene yeah. where he's like training for the world championships, like that was just that was just Rocky to me. Like, they yeah, just, they just totally took Rocky.
0: You didn't, did you like, oh, I, I was kind of like, it's a fucking rowing montage of rowing training. <laughs> and he's wearing his, like his, like his Hanley shirt. I didn't know what the H was at first until I saw his last name. He has an H on his shirt later in the movie. Cause it's his Hanley rowing sweater. And I was, I was kind of like, all right, you're going for the rowing montage. I I can, I could appreciate doing a little rowing montage. It didn't go on too long, like that last movie we watched. It may be a little too long, but well, I
1: don't know.
0: every every movie
1: needs a montage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
2: training it's the eighties
1: trope of themselves. So. <laughs> sure in The eight, every nineties movies you have to say it's the nineties, yeah. and these movie needs the montage. Yeah,
3: yeah, um, I, but uh, I like the religious dude who is just like. The, when he, like, got caught at the, the smuggling, he, was like, came out of nowhere. He's like, <laughs> I don't oh, right. know what he said. It was hilarious. Right. I started cracking yeah. up. I was like, d- what is this?
0: <laughs> and but, he was only in that part, too, right? He just never showed up again.
3: No, he was in the – when they came in the morning, the following yeah. day. He was there, but, too. Yeah.
0: Right, but after that first part, oh, we yeah. never, that was yeah. just yeah. –
3: nope. I started dying laughing when that happened. <laughs> oh, and then the, when Nicholas – or when – Ned was like went to the fair for the first time, and he's like,
0: "Oh, he's like a little boy." Yeah, Yeah. oh my god. (laughs) And then, um, I did like like the the rowing technology for like their uh, practice machines, like the giant like fan thing up on this box. That was pretty cool. Um, what the one
1: that had like rope attached? Yeah, yeah,
0: I like that thing. I looked at that and I was like, "What a crappy rowing machine." Mm -hmm the original ero- rowing machine, original rowing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and and like yeah. uh, like they uh how he treats basically they make all these uh implications that he's just a horse to the Knox guy cuz he like he literally is lifting weights in the horse barn and he yeah. talks about him being like a horse he talks about being him an investment gone sour like right. he's very much treated just like a he's like this is a horse we're putting in the race and you know, kinda of like you're betting on this race like you would horse racing, and he's just another horse. Um, so it's kinda of got a lot of that undertones too, or you, know, you wouldn't call them undertones, I guess. They're right there. I liked I, I liked the
1: um I I actually like that character of Knox though, yeah. I think, more than Nicholas' his character. And I uh that's uh that was and it was by it was played by Christopher Plummer. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah,
0: recognize him. That's, um uh, I think the other actors in this movie were pretty good for the most part. Um, most of the main characters, I, I, you know, I, I thought they were okay. Um, I'd say Nick This is probably one of Nicolas Cage's lower ones that we've seen so far, if not his lowest. I mean, there, this this movie is great to me because it brings up a
1: like a central question. Is like when we talk about the ranking of yeah. Cage, are we talking about ranking the movie overall as just a movie? Mm-hmm or are we talking about ranking it as a piece of Nicolas Cage memorabilia or whatever or a piece of Nicolas Cage content cuz in terms of Nicolas Cage content it's not that great there's a much better out
0: there but as a movie it's okay yeah. i think mostly it's as a movie but you know you just include Nicolas Cage memor Nicolas Cage performance as an appropriate percentage
1: uh uh-huh. well i want people out there to know that when i give my rating i'm thinking of <laughs> how much you can Enjoy Nicholas Cage in
0: this movie. That's all I think. Um, about. Should we rank this one? Yeah. All right. You want to go first, Josh?
1: Well, I mean, I guess the the scale only goes up to S, right? There's nothing above S. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <technically. Yes>. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on.
0: <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't know. What's a, What a, it's hard. There's a lot to balance right. in this movie because I I'm thinking I'm also thinking about like okay like was this better than Moonstruck? Like, I don't know. Hmm. It's hard. Like, I'm trying to think of it in relation to the other ones. I don't know. I guess I'll just provisionally start by giving it a just a nice round score of a D. A D, really? Yeah, that's
0: what I okay.
1: think. I, I I'm rating for, so you know. Hey. I don't think it's
0: that age content. Okay. All right. I thought it was a little better than that, but anybody else want to go next? All right. Well, let's pad the stats, bro. All right. Well, I, I think that... <laughs> I actually wasn't too bored with this movie. I kinda I was okay with it. I a bit slow. Um But I I thought I was okay with the story. But it's like a movie that It's better than I thought the baseline of the story might deserve to be, but also it's still just kind of a movie about rowing that's kinda of slow and doesn't have a lot of you know, it's very much just about this story in the 1800s and how interesting can that really be? And then you got to consider there's a bunch of other movies out there to watch. So I, I think I give it in a right. I'm torn between a C and a C plus because I feel like it's actually an okay movie. I, I, I want to give it a C plus, but do I really think that about it? Have we given anything
1: else a C plus? Like I what else? I'm trying to. C plus might be what my
0: highest cage rating to this
2: point. Uh, actually, yes, it is. <laughs> and that was
0: Racing with the Moon. Racing or with maybe, the Moon was a C plus for you. It was. Oh,
1: I didn't see that. Right. I, I, look at I
0: think this is probably with Racing with the Moon. I...
1: This movie maybe Miss Birdie. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I go with C. I go with C. If the music was better, it'd be a C plus. I, I give it a C. The mu- I
3: thought you loved the music. No, I
0: like the one the the I electronic the one, the music scene. That was that was awesome. That was the <laughs> coolest funny. thing they could have done. Um, but the the other stuff kind of. I will go with a C. I,
3: I looked up some Rotten Tomatoes um, <laughs> reviews. What is what it? The score is childish. Almost sounds like the scene. Or the score used on your average episode of He-Man. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love, I love that. <laughs> uh,
3: you wanna go next, Kudra, or you want me to go?
2: I I sure. But I So this movie was dull, uninteresting. Uh, my grandma would probably defend this movie by saying it's based on a true story, but as this movie has demonstrated along with numerous lifetime movies that not all real life stories are interesting to watch. Whether that's because the story itself is uninteresting
0: or because of a terrible script, I genuinely don't know. Do you really have to bring lifetime into this? That seems offensive. Not any more <laughs> than this movie was. Wow. Wow. All right, what is it?
1: Life is inherently boring.
2: well no, this this movie is yeah, this movie was just dull and I feel like it's probably the most offensive part about it. Um I'm saying E. <laughs> An E, okay, all right. Wow. <laughs> I but by, by the end of the movie, I'm just like, this is a like this is a cliche sports movie. There's nothing in here that's for, remotely interesting. It's, like, it's a boring sports movie covering and no offense to the rowers out there, a wow. sport that's just inherently uninteresting to watch. So oh,
0: that, oh my god, taking all of that together, tearing down the rowers. Like, all right, Quinn, we've given you quite the range here.
3: Yeah. Um. I think it was definitely boring, but I, I do have to give credit to, like, its, its story. Like you said, it, it tells a good story, um, and it's obviously based on a true story, which is kind of cool. Um, I'm going to go with a D plus. Uh, just because I think Nicolas Cage should not have been in the movie. Like, he should not have been playing the boy in blue. I think they probably could have found someone that would have played him or would have played the character better. Mm. And then the music for me just... There was too many times where I was like, what the hell am I listening to? This is supposed to be the
0: 1880s. Right. <laughs>
3: um, but yeah, I thought... I, m- my favorite part of the movie was like the the back, behind the scenes stuff of like trying to rig each race and stuff like mm. that. I thought that was kind of interesting because I think that's something that um, doesn't get covered... As much as I, I think it does. I don't know, especially in the 1880s. I don't know. I, I I haven't really watched any movies that are like similar in that capacity. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's like a cool and interesting um, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a D plus. I was between a C and a D plus, but I think I think D plus. So
0: gotcha. But yeah. All right. Well, let's bring up our overall ratings then. Um, so it sounds so we got a c a d plus a d and an e it sounds like this is gonna end up somewhere in the d tier if i had to guess um so we got moonstruck birdie valley girl and the boy in blue all in the d tier does anybody think it should be higher or lower than the d tier i i basing on what i've heard i i think it ends up in the d tier Um, i think i think d is fair so then, well, the question at the, at
2: the is the rankings. Yeah, I would agree it's fair.
0: Then, do we think it's better or worse than? Uh, do we, we put it below Valley Girl, or below Birdie, or below Moonstruck, or above Moonstruck? Oh, man. I, I think. think Moonstruck, I, mean, I personally, I think Moonstruck
2: was better. Yeah, I. Think
0: it's, I feel like yeah, it might be worse better.
2: than Valley Girl.
0: Right. I I think I'm between putting it above or below Valley Girl. Unless we think it's...
3: I, I think it's better than Birdie. I think
2: it's better than Birdie, too, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly disagree.
0: All right, Josh, where are you at between Birdie and the boy in blue?
1: Um, I would say that we should put the boy in blue. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's tough, man. I guess, I mean, I would probably put it... Uh, I mean, I'd probably just put it behind Moonstruck. You know?
0: Yeah? Above Birdie? Probably not.
1: Probably not. I, I'm like nostalgic for Birdie, but like it probably Birdie was terrible.
2: All
0: right. The boy in blue. <laughs> Poor Kudro.
2: <laughs> hey, you know, what? I'm fine with being those the lone voice of reason who gets uh, overruled. <laughs>
1: this Wait, what, what is, I'm sorry, Kudro. What did I miss?
0: Yeah, well, so Quinn and I thought it should go above Birdie. Kudro thought it should go below. And then you gave us a three to one majority that it should go above Birdie.
2: Wow. I did. <laughs> I'm the only sane man on this council, which is fine. All right. So, it was never appreciated in its time. (laughs) (laughs) No.